It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Cal, Bring the Bull, Danny. I am the Bull. You know what? Wow, uh, what? He is the Bull. I'm the I'm the Bull you're bringing. You know what I All like right. so much about this uh, podcast? All the people from all over the U.S. that we talk to. And Sweden. We're all over the place here. That's true. Kind of like all the people that are on Cigar Noise. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that. They are our sponsor for this week's Cigar Cast. I know you guys are, uh, everybody's already on there, so make sure you tell your friends to get on there as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, Cigar Noise has taken on a, a nice little international flair recently, actually. There have been uh, some more of our buddies uh, north of the border and uh, also from Europe that have seemed to have joined recently. Mm-hmm. Ah. Making you know, it grow. It's a cultural experience. It's not just cigars. You will learn culture. You will become cultured. Drew, you are uh, putting together some YouTube videos for our listeners and proper, uh, I am proper cigar. Uh, I am. I don't know what you want to call it. Etiquette. Enjoyment. <laughs> uh, there's one already posted on how to how to cut a cigar. Not a cut a cigar. It's good. Salt and smoke uh, on YouTube. You know that is one of the probably. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to put this into words, but I can't, I still can't believe how many people don't know how to cut a cigar properly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, you, if you don't know and you've never seen anybody do it and you have a cutter and you have a cigar, you're just like, okay, now what? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I cut way too much off for years mm-hmm. before I realized what I should be doing. Well, right. I and how did, how, did you, how did you remedy that? Or how did you learn how to cut it properly? Somebody showed me how to cut it properly. <laughs> like, man, you're yeah. taking way too much off. And I was like, all right, now I know. <laughs> I mean, I expect millions and millions of people do not know how to cut a cigar because they are not cigar smokers. That said, when I go to a cigar lounge, last week I was in, I was in San Antonio, and I thought I had a picture. I was about to send it to you. <clears throat> and uh, a guy I was there with, a friend of mine, I'm not going to drop any names today, but he says, he goes, hey, man, can you, uh, can you ask this for me? He was joking. He found where someone had cut off, but I mean, a, it looked like a nub of the cigar. But it was so, <laughs> it was so straight. It, it was so straight cut that you knew they did it on purpose. And I was just like, holy hell. Yeah. And uh, I thought I took a picture of it because it was so funny, but apparently I didn't. What were they? Uh, well, that, well, which brings me to another thing. People, how they ash their cigar. There, there is a right way to do that, believe it or not, and it's not to tap your ash off like it's a cigarette. No. Mm-hmm. You roll the ash off against the uh, edge of the ashtray, into the ashtray. I give mine the little tap. If it, if it doesn't fall off by itself, then it's not ready, and then I just, I kind of keep, uh, I keep going. Yep. Yeah, but you're not sitting there playing a piano on it trying to get the ash off. <laughs> no, for sure. Okay, well, I've seen that. And then how about the people that, like, take a Connecticut wrapper and just start, like, banging it against the ashtray to get the ash off? What are you doing? <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be my next video. 
Yeah, don't Beating don't up cigars on ashtrays. Yeah, don't like sit there and slam the cigar on an ashtray. Stop doing that. That's a good way to tear it up, and especially if you yeah. spent some money on, I don't know, twenty thirty dollar cigar, and then you split it right down the side. <laughs> That's karma. That's extra airflow. That's good stuff. So, what are you guys smoking tonight? Anybody smoking anything good? We don't talk about this anymore. I never smoke smoke anything good. I smoked a Patina Habano earlier today, but I'm not smoking on the podcast. Was that any good? It was okay. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Bing is right. Cha-ching, hopefully. (laughs) It was all right. Usually sells cigars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't sit there and hype yourself up, you know. Of course you can. Nobody it doesn't stop most people. Yeah, no, no shit. That's true. Uh, I'm smoking a Cro-Magnon ma- uh, Mastodon. How's that? It's really, really good. So I'm not a 60 range, uh, 60 ring gauge guy, but <clears throat> this box press, I've always really been impressed with and really really liked it so uh i didn't even really try to look in my humidor i just kind of reached in grabbed the first thing and this was it so uh it could have been a lot worse well not in my humidor but it it's it was a great uh let, letting fate decide kind of thing so well, it was humidor did you yeah Where <laughs> 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 was it no 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 what i mean is uh i was about to say uh that it could have been a lot worse, you know. Oh, skipping. Oh, not but in your humidor. humidor so it actually, you know, it, it, it's all good in there. <laughs> Danny Community. has so many sources of free cigars. It's, um, it's yeah. incredible. It's not bad. Drew, you smoking anything? Uh, not tonight. Yeah, that sucks. I'm inside once again. Oof. Oof. How are I'm you trying, smoking anything? Yeah, I'm trying this uh, Tatuaje TAA 50 once. Oh, we talked. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday when we hung out. Yeah, enough people have asked me about it to say, "Did you like it?" So I was like, "Well, I should smoke it." There we go. Uh, so far, I'm about a third in, and the verdict oh. is it's really good. Nice. It's like uh, like Mexican hot chocolate. Is what it tastes Ooh. like. Ooh, the the Davis. The day of Especial. Right out of the spice box. Right out of the spice box. Right. I remember the first time he mentioned that, and Drew and I were... <laughs> we were kind of... Well, actually, we were kind of concerned for him that he would go to those depths, but at the same time kind of respected it. So, Hell yeah. I think respect won out, ultimately. It's legit. You know, every now and then, though, do you guys have those moments where you're like, you know, I've been smoking cigars for a really long time, but I just did something stupid? Um, yeah. So here's the one I just did. Uh, so this is a, a closed-foot cigar, and I forgot about that. I, I clipped the cap, and I tried to do a cold draw, and I was like, this thing won't draw. What the hell? <laughs> Done it. Yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah. and then, then I realized that I was an idiot. Fairly recently, too, I've done that. But I, well, I didn't realize it was a close foot when I did it. I'm like, oh, I didn't look at it. I have, uh, I, so, although I have like an ashtray where I can, you know, rest my cigar, 
nine times out of ten, I'm resting it, like, on the edge of my desk. Uh, and for whatever reason, this day, I put it with the ash on the inside, so, like, no, the, no. Crown, the crown was sticking out, so I didn't think about it. And when I went to pick it up, stuck the ash right in my mouth. <laughs> oh, and, uh, <laughs> That, I didn't, I couldn't, oh, it was the worst. So I'm drinking all types of things to get the taste out, and it was, it murdered <laughs> me for that. It sucked. Where did you draw the line on that? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen somebody do that before. Well, what's funny is I I brought that up and uh like, you know, I, I told Michael Rosales, I told Rice, Rosales I'm like, dude, he's like, "Oh, fuck, I've done that." I'm like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> so, yeah, man, everybody that, does stuff like that. Oh. No. I mean, we've maybe not that, but stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should we should start like a cigar low light reel, you know, where like the blunders <laughs> of the. Uh, well, I, I part, don't part of nature too. Yeah, I just don't want people to get the wrong impression that like you know eventually I'll have this whole thing figured out. No, you'll just find new ways to be dumb. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's you yeah. know the more you the more you smoke, the better the chances the chances increase that you're going to do something stupid. Right. Yep. So like, true. If you're smoking once a week. You know, you're probably okay. You're smoking four times a day. Uh, yep. You may fuck something up. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. The more you do, the more you're going to mess up. Yep. You got to burn to learn. Burn to learn. Burn to learn. <laughs> One of the tenets Brought of to you cigar by... noise. <laughs> 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 there it is. Burn. Oh. Well, okay, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's dive into some stuff. All right, so first thing we're going to jump into um, was brought to us by Mr. Marty Pape from the wonderful uh, town of Tucson, Arizona, mpape78 on Instagram, if you want to give him a follow. Uh, he says, is there a point in a cigar where it's kind of reached, uh, where it's past its prime, if you will? And he had used the example of a, uh, a Davidoff that was 18 to 20 years old, and um, I think we could all agree, and I don't want to speak for us, but I'm going to say for myself, I guess, that is definitely the case, that there are cigars uh, that do pass their prime. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, at, at some point, even if it takes longer or shorter, every cigar is going to pass their quote-unquote prime. Now, the thing mm -hmm. is, what's your definition of that cigar's prime, right? right. Sure. I mean, so... Mo, you smoke all Davidoffs, right? And, I, and I'm <laughs> Opus. So for me, a Davidoff could pass its prime in a couple years where Opus isn't good for a couple years, right? So, right. Um, but for sure, I mean, it's a lot like wine, though. You know, so if you're drinking a wine from 1980, it's not going to taste much, a lot like wine. It's going to taste a little more like vinegar. You know, yeah. it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to be crisp or whatever, but it's, it's the point of saying, hey, I... I drank this wine from 1980 or 1983 or 1975. I smoked this Opus from 1999, 1998, you know, right. and, and, and regard, okay, you know, it may not be the greatest that that cigar has ever been, but just to, for me anyway, it's like, man, I got to experience what that was 20 years later, you know, sure. uh, mm -hmm. so whatever. Yeah, because it'll always change. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. That's it. That's why I still haven't done it, but, you know, those uh, pre-embargo Davidoffs at, at Corona in Orlando, 
you know, it, at 900 bucks, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to want to experiment. But one day, <laughs> you know, not, you know, not that I was alive pre-embargo, but I just, I just want to be able to do it. Yeah. yeah. To be able but, to uh, say that. Yeah. If I'm ever dropping 900 bucks on one old ass cigar, I'm not talking to you fucks anymore. I know that I'm, I'm living the dream somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm talking with you. It'll You're not part of his dream. <laughs> oh, you are. He is. One. I was going to be wandering around naked getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of Danny's dream. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Carrying him $900 cigars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, $900 for a cigar. <laughs> yeah. That cost $3 probably back then. I mean, you can't even get a Majestic Reserve Gurkha for that much. No, <laughs> still a hundred no. bucks off. Uh, I've seen them for seven, seven fifty. Okay, but I think that That's those are people that deal. got them. Yeah, I think those are people that got them free that are trying to. Uh, right. Yeah. Turn around for a little profit ski. Yeah. Every every person that I've seen that has ever smoked one of those has never paid for it. I've never met anyone that's paid for it. Sounds well. That's about <laughs> the circle that you would probably be in. No, what I mean. <laughs> What I mean is, the only way anyone smoked one is if they get one for free because nobody's going to drop that kind of coin on that. They're their buddies with Kaizad? Yeah, or something. Something. Good old something. So here's a question for you guys related to that. Do you have ways to, like, know what's going to age well and what's not? What's, like, a, what's your, what's what's a good your question? On if you're going to put something away for a while, how do you know? I had a newbie actually ask me that today. There you go. What do you say? Uh, I have zero method. <laughs> you smoke them. <laughs> there it is. Then you then you find out it was shit or it was really good. Yeah. Wait another uh, six months and do it again. There you go. That's one method. Uh, if, it's, I, if it's Cuban, you definitely need to age it. Yeah, yeah agreed. I found that um, it, it, for me, it's brand specific. I mean, there are some brands that I've found that have aged, that do age in general better than other brands, um, or even countries, right? So that that's kind of how I do it. Um, Typically, if I'm getting something bolder, I'm not going to age it. I'll probably just smoke it. If I'm getting something more nuanced, um, I like to give them time. So maybe it's by profile, by brand. It's kind of how I'll, I'll decide to do it. Legit. Sure. One thing I'll add to it is is uh, it sort of has that garbage in, garbage out thing, too. I've seen people try to age junk. <laughs> age like... the shit out of it. Right, be like, this is going to be so good in 10 years, and really, you just have 10-year-old garbage. <laughs> so, don't do that. Does somebody uh, have, like, a time bomb right now? What is that? A time bomb? I hear it. No, I'm, I'm driving. He's no, got I'm driving. A, blinker. Your turn signal. Well, what, what do you want? I mean, I have to respect the laws of the land. Not in Chicago. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good point. I'm it's in no, the suburbs, though. So. That's nobody's business where which way you're going. Yeah. Can you just, how about just use your arm out the window? The, lo- the lo- local law enforcement might have a different take on that, 
<laughs> just, tell them, just tell them you're on this podcast. I'll let you, you know. Uh, let me slide? Yeah. Yeah. Well, which podcast? It's <laughs> <laughs> legit. Cool. Well, this guy just turned in front of me at a stop sign without signaling and stopping. So if he could do it. There you go. You're golden, man. <laughs> yeah. Next thing we hear is sirens. Yep. <laughs> so that's good stuff. Well, here's. So, oh, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was gonna, are we done with that topic, or are we gonna? Because I have I have some more from from our. Yeah, go ahead. I thought we left the page for a while. I thought, okay. you, were, I thought you, you were driving, so I didn't expect any questions. No. Or you, okay. you, so you obey the law of the turn signal, texting and driving. It's all good. No, I'm not texting. These are all from memory. He's just reading. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Go for it, man. All right. Well, so our buddy uh, in Sweden, Mr. Andre Diaz. Uh, oh shit, I forgot his question. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So he <laughs> said, um, "What are we looking for, or what are our hopes for IPCPR, and where do we think the cigar industry is going in 2020?" No, he was saying, "What are you looking forward to?" You got two. two was that what it was? Up. Yeah. Oh. What, are, what are you looking for from IPCPR, and what are your what oh, are you looking okay. forward to coming out? Oh, okay. Um, so I'll start, uh, I, like Danny said last week, unfortunately, when you're actually working the show, you don't get much time to, um, kind of walk around and dabble and see what other people are doing. Sometimes your buddies from different brands will bring you some stuff that they're working on, but that's about the extent of it. Um, in terms of 2020, where do I think the industry is going? We're going to continue to battle, uh, the 21, uh, year old purchasing age, at least in the States, which I think is going to win eventually, completely. And that question was from Phoenix Native 1977. Which one? The 2021. Oh, was it? No, I'm yeah. mixing up my people. Yeah. So that's just proof that I'm not texting and driving in case we have any law enforcement that listen. <laughs> uh, behind you, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that, and I think that's cow. But, um, you know, and I think that more more threat of regulation or uh, a further clamping down on the tobacco industry in general, probably in Internet sales, stuff like that. So I would have. So, I mean, we'll, we'll go to the next questions. But that point. So I'm watching TV yesterday. And all of a sudden, this big warning label pops up on the screen. Warning. The following product contains tobacco something. I'm like, what? And it was a commercial for Juul. So, in my head, I'm like, wow, this Juul thing is about to get three times as bigger than it already is. Right. But then, B, how the hell did they get that commercial on TV? Like, it, isn't, it wasn't a commercial of, like, you know, helping you quit smoking. It was a way to help you smoke inside your house. Like, it helps you smoke in your space without the smell this and that. So it wasn't like a Nicorette tobacco, you know, it wasn't like a tobacco pa uh, patch. It was selling this tobacco product. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like the fire department. Yeah, sure I think so. I don't know what that is. I had something I was going to add, otherwise I was going to mute myself. Um, no, Drew's not. It's, we know it's not Drew's neighborhood. No? No. That's too fancy. Too fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I feel like half of these regulations that are coming out because everybody got blindsided by vaping, right? Yeah. Like, 
it's just like, what do we do about all this vaping stuff? We don't really know how healthy it is. We don't really know anything about it, except politicians don't want people to do it, right? So right. what do we do about it now? And that's where half this is coming from. Yeah. Oh, that said, man, there's a lot of new cigars coming out, man. Yeah, there is. Anything you guys are looking forward to? I'm looking forward mm. to that Illusioni Epernay 10th anniversary. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that is. That sounds pretty cool. It's going to be good. That patina broadleaf. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. You and me both, pal. The what? <laughs> patina broadleaf. Oh, word. Dan- uh, Danny, what are you looking forward to? Um, Just say it. Oh, yeah. like Arsa? Ding, missed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, uh, we're kind of letting everybody know we're not going to be able to ship it until end of October, November anyway. But uh, yeah, we will be taking orders for the new Baca, which is a African Cameroon project. Us, uh, Cameroon rapper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ding. What, what kind of fuck? What shit show is happening behind you? <laughs> I have no uh, idea. Ding. Yeah. Anyway, so it's uh, it's great. The the test plan I have, I had had, I haven't had it since. Uh, Skip comes in about a week, so I'm hoping he bring. Well, I know he's bringing some to show at the show, but not. We don't have any. I don't think we're gonna have a lot to give samples out, but uh, we'll see, man. Um, and then you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it kind of takes off and we can make it a full production thing next year. Interestingly, the state of Nevada has now enacted a law for um, anybody at the show giving out samples that we have to fill out. So that's going to be interesting. And I don't know how that's going to affect the attendees of the the IPCPR this year, if brands are going to cut back on samples or if they find uh, different ways to get around it. But, yeah, you're going to have to... uh, fill out uh, some paperwork to be able to give out samples at the show this year. That's just a free registration, though, isn't it? It's not it's free. anything more than that. Right, but if you, I believe if you give any samples out, whatever you give out, you're, I think you have to pay some sort of tax on it. Oh, really? I believe so. Shitty. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Good luck enforcing that. Like, how do you even enforce that? Right. Some some douchebag is gonna walk around being like, "Hey, yeah. I need my fifteen cents off that cigar." Here's your fifteen cents, pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so speaking of new things that that Romacraft has, Coney, um, Danny got another Instagram picture on Half Wheel. Did you see that, Danny? Another one? No, I missed it. Just today, man. Uh, that Temperance Whiskey Rebellion Pensatucky that you guys have coming out just oh, went the, up on the your one site. With the hat? Nice. Yes, that is on half was, wheel again. I'm wondering because, like, every once in a while, I'll uh, I'll start getting like a bunch of follows on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, I get one or two a day, but then all of a sudden it's like 10, no. 12, 15 in a row. I'm like, man, that's weird. And it, it almost every time it's because somebody reshared my shit. I, I think follow you pretty hard. Oh yeah, real hard. Hard I think follow. This is, <laughs> I, I want to say that this does nothing but strengthen the case for the renaming of Romacraft to, and depending on how you want to spell this, or I'm sorry, pronounce it, but Romova or Romova or something Roma. along those lines. But I, 
But I really yeah. think that at some point you, you need to be recognized in that way. Romava. Romava, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, well, it's funny, that I, someone actually created that uh, sticker, uh, like a vinyl sticker, and I actually have that on my laptop. At the very least, it should be a T-shirt. Well, I was on a T-shirt last year, so, you know, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I'm not trying to start anything, and I, and I hope, you know, Skip doesn't get upset at this, but I, I mean. No, Skip, Skip doesn't give a fuck because he uh, doesn't listen. <laughs> well, no, I, I know. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think, he, you know, he, he probably just rolls his eyes. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, you know, to have, an, to, have an, to have an employee that's that invested in the product, right? I mean, it's as like they kind of treat it as if it was their own. You know, I know that that's... That's a rare that's deal. Hard to, that's hard to find, right? So... Uh, he loves that. I love that, but obviously there's no chance, but here's the thing. Even if I came in, if I came in and said, Hey guys, I'll give you $5 million. Let's, and give me a third of the company, right? Whatever, 10 million, whatever the number is, I would still never change the name, ever change the name. That'd be the dumbest thing ever. But I do love the love. No, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, uh, speaking of employees, let me, uh, let me, t- let me tell my story from this past oh, week. Oh, deep thoughts. Here we go. This is good. Finally. Since, since Danny... Uh, I've been looking forward to this. Danny yeah. set me up for that and didn't even know it. So mm-hmm. you, you have employees, and uh, you guys have all worked in the real world. Um, some employees are awesome. Some suck. Sure. So uh, picture this. We, uh, we hit a huge sales number for uh, last month. Um, actually the record sales number for the company all time. So we get to go to lunch, like a nice lunch, uh, fancy place. And we've got Sizzler? this. Whataburger? We've got, no, 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 fancy place. Meals like 40, 50 bucks a piece. And we're talking like 10, 12 guys. So we've got this new guy that we've been having trouble with. That uh, trouble, major trouble last week, like having to get on to him about stuff and just stupid shit. Anyway, so that's beyond this. Okay, so we go to dinner or lunch. Sorry, we go to lunch. Great lunch. Everybody orders food. We're eating. Uh, a couple people order dessert. So this guy gets something to go, and a couple of us notice. Ooh. And uh, most of us were like, eh, it's a dessert to go. He's going to eat it when we get back, you know? No big deal. <laughs> So he breaks it out to check what it is, you know, make sure everything's there. It's a meal to go. <laughs> so then the uh, multi move. Yeah, we're we're all watching for him to like pay. No big deal. He ordered something to go for later or his wife or whatever. No. He lets it go on the company's tab. He buys his wife a meal on the company's tab to take home with him. On top of the owner actually being there at this lunch and, and seeing this all go down, <laughs> he's like appalled and has no idea what to even say to this. <laughs> so he questions him like on the way out and he's like, hey man, did you got something to go? And he's like, I kind of overheard some of it, but he's like, oh yeah, I got something, something for my wife. And the owner is like, uh, yeah, but she'll really like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
So uh, let me ask you: Did he get away with it? Yeah. Well, well, just a, well no, he didn't. No, well, no, uh, he didn't get it. Forgotten. No, that that'll always come back to you. But yes. Yeah, so, well, well, I mean, is, is this a well compensated employee, or is this somebody that probably normally would not go to a restaurant like this? Um. So uh, no, he would not go to a restaurant like this. Okay. So I mean, playing the empathy card, you can kind of understand why he might have done that. You know, especially if this is something him and his wife don't normally get to do, right? No, mm. <laughs> but but regardless, now if you're talking corporate etiquette, that's very very poor corporate etiquette. Uh, yeah. No, that that's poor anything etiquette. Yeah. Period. Now I'll tell you yeah. this: I had a, I had a guy do that at the last company I worked at. Uh, the kind of the same thing. They had their biggest month ever. I think they, you know, whatever their revenue, their they beat their record by like $150,000 that month or whatever it was. So the, the manager of that department took everyone out and this guy, he ordered like one or two different things to go right now. (laughs) The owner wasn't there. Now that said, it was a completely different. The only difference is is this guy is their top sales guy. Right. By like, by like this number two is like way behind him. Right. So he's like their, Number one, top dog, and uh, and he was a good friend of mine. So at first it was funny, but I'm like, man, what a dick move that is. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I have seen that. Wow. Yeah. That just baffled like everyone else. We we got back to the office and all discussed it without him being there. But it was like, did that really just happen? Did everybody else see that? Yeah. Oof. There, there's lots of other things that go with this, but that was just the story of that day. No, no, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Did anybody go through like the company fridge and had to find the leftovers and take that shit? Oh, uh, we should have. <laughs> no. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, can't somebody... complain that somebody took it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This yeah. That was last Friday when I texted you guys, but oof. Um interesting. Awesome. Speaking of etiquette, uh, we our next question comes from um, A. O'Shea, uh, I don't remember the numbers on his Instagram. Let me see real quick. He is an employee at Old Town Havana in Orange, California. A. A. M. O'Shea, 66. So Adam's Love name. Him. Great guy. What's uh, up, Adam? He says, um, I'm going to read this because I'm parked. Worst cigar lounge <laughs> etiquette actions. So we've talked a little bit about this, but what, like, if you guys had to name your most annoying thing that people do at a cigar shop, what would it be? Cigarettes. That, yeah, I, that's definitely up there for me. Not sure it's number one, but that's a good one. Kyle, Drew? I was trying to think. Number one most pet. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if it's my most pet peeve, but the guy that chomps on a cigar and then uses the community cutter. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Oof. I don't ever use the community cutter, probably just because of that guy. But man, that's that's rowdy. A non-tipper too. I mean, obviously down here we're cigar and bar or whatnot, but you should right. tip. 
Right. Even if uh, you're not drinking alcohol, I mean, your waitress is bringing you Dr. Pepper, you should tip her for taking care of you. For bringing you a drink. For sure. I, um, and so, if I, like, if I go back and have my retailer hat on, definitely the worst etiquette is bringing cigars from outside and then telling other customers of that shop where they could get the better deal on that cigar that you're smoking. Nice. That's just, that's like a pinnacle of ignorance in terms of cigar etiquette. You just don't do that. And then especially in a high-tax uh, state like California, Adam probably sees that quite a bit. Um, but, I mean, as far as Danny, I think the cigarettes, like, that's definitely up there, man. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, I don't know. That's just, you know, guys are paying 10 12 bucks a stick. You know, at least go outside and smoke your cigarette. Mukau? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that not supporting the lounge is a really bad one. You got to support them somehow, right? You just have to. Um, and then, I don't know, beyond that, there's so many. I think one of them is just being sort of loud and taking up too much space, right? Kind of respect sure. everybody's. There's a bunch of people there, right? They're all right. trying to do different things. Some might right. be going for a quiet time. Some might be going to hang out with their friends. Like, give them the space to do what they want to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Read the room a little bit. And maybe, like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, you went and you bought one $10 cigar and you sat there and watched a three-hour, four-hour football game. <laughs> right? Or basketball game, like. I don't know, like, you know, their employees, it's costing them 10 bucks an hour, you know, something like that, right? So, right. Um, I don't know. Just supporting means not, I don't know. Let's be real. It's business, right? Supporting means money, mm-hmm. right? So it's right. like, oh, Mo, you got, you have your own cigar brand. <clears throat> Can I have some free cigars? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know. It's that's kind of you're doing the same thing if you're just sitting in a lounge for four hours and have you know I have only bought one cigar, right? Uh, that's not really a pet peeve, but that's just a thing, right? What else you got? That's all we got from the uh, from the harem or the Sultan's guys, royal court. <laughs> did you guys hear about uh, Big Poppy? Yeah, a new cigar coming out. No, he got shot in the Dominican. He's like, what? And, yeah, he got shot last night in DR. So, I mean, it's uh, he was supposed to be at the show this year and all kinds of things. So he got uh, he was in DR and they he didn't get robbed. He just got shot up and they had to like remove parts of his colon. I mean, he's pretty he's in pretty bad shape. What? Wow. When did that happen? Yeah. Last night. The Dominican's supposed to be safer. Dude, my wife has been planning a girls trip to the DR and they. They keep finding all these stories of women, like women and men, just getting snagged up by like resort employees, and they just getting the shit beat out of them, robbed, and then like thrown in a hole, and like left. Wow, what, dude? It's the craziest thing. I just had some friends there last week. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not happening to a hundred percent of the people that are going, but yeah, (laughs) enough percentage where she's like, you know what? Probably not going to go. Yeah. And, you know, and there's no way they don't know who he is. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
one, he's a fucking giant of a person. Right. And and he's and he's one of the most famous Dominican in the last decade, two, you know, two decades. So, uh, yeah. So thoughts out to him and his family. But I, I think they're getting him out, and he's heading to uh, he's heading to uh, to Boston to a Boston hospital. Which, uh, yeah, that'd be my number one priority is to get out of a third world country and back to America. Right. If I needed a uh, if I needed a hospital. Right. Hmm. So, That's scary. I think we yeah. just lost Kyle. <laughs> Cow. Maybe you want me because he has like all the cops behind him or something. I can't He's unmute. I can't He's unmute. <laughs> like, man, where are all the uh, where are all the questions? Uh, yeah, this might be really keeping it short. <laughs> Cow. Actually, we are coming up on our forty-five minute mark. Yeah, forty-five minute mark. What else did you guys have? Man, I uh, just said it's going to get crazier now. The show is less than two weeks away, and uh, man, well, I'm sure we'll have a lot of stories coming up. Two weeks. Yeah. I'm guessing we'll leave, lose you for a week then. Uh, well, yeah, because that, uh, that Monday is the first, that's the third day of the show. Yeah, uh, the 24th, the Monday before, I'll be fine. But I'll actually be traveling some. So, uh, let's see, Michigan, I'll be in Michigan um, June 22nd at Secreto doing an event there with our, our boy Ronnie. And then the next day, uh, the 23rd, I'll be in Philadelphia doing an event at BNB. Nice. Uh, Vince. So, Vince. Uh, so, super excited they're doing. They're having their anniversary party, so they got like three days worth of events back to back to back. And nice. I am the last day. That's because uh, you're the man. That's right. Uh, you have to save the best for last. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Sure. Save so, the Danny boost on the event train. That's how we're gonna look at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna be traveling a lot here. So like. Uh, that's the weekend. That's the weekend before the show. Then the weekend of the show, and then the following week after that, I'll be at, uh, I'll be in Virginia, Maryland, and then back to Virginia. Uh, I'll be in Arizona in September and October. It's just craziness coming up. Yeah. And then maybe I get to hang out with Mo in September. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, no, you got, I mean, uh, Cal, you got anything else for us? Well, I mean, I got to say that hanging out with Mo is a transcendent experience. Mm-hmm. Not to be missed. Yeah, it uh, is. So here's, here's a random topic for you. Um, there was a study that came out about how if you have cheese, right, that you're making, and you play music to it, different kinds of music, they took the same milk from the same bat. Everything was the same. They played different music to different wheels of cheese as it aged. Okay, And apparently the sound waves do something to the cheese while it ages so that the cheese that was played hip-hop had the stronger smell and the stronger, fruitier taste. 
So here's the question that that leads up to. If you could play your cigars or some cigars, any music as they aged to impart something to them, what would you play and what would you hope it would gain? <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that might work. Does, how, how would that work? Is uh, it because it, the frequency allows air in differently? Yeah, because cheese is all about the holes, right? The air is all about... That, that's what makes the cheese what it is. Cigars yeah. don't have the same thing, so we have to pretend a little bit. He's still hung up on the cheese. <laughs> I just love cheese. Cheese is awesome. <laughs> Cheddar makes it better. Um, did, did we lose Mo now? <laughs> no, no, I'm no. here. <laughs> uh, anybody got something? I don't I don't, know. I don't know. No, I, I don't even. I don't even know what to say to that. I uh, if I played Mozart, it could make them more expensive. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, to the cigars. They did Mozart with the cheese, and it was just milder. Milder, oh, but sure. with Mo- then I guess I would play it some hip hop. Yeah. A little, little something extra on it. Yeah. Some Drake, some Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Ooh. If you play it some Drake, your team's gonna lose though. <laughs> oh, Drake! I, I swear to you, Drake should be on the Sultans because he's got the Sultans' curse. How do you figure? They're about to win the NBA about? championship. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's everything else he touches loses, though. I'm a multi-millionaire. Don't do you know who Drake? <laughs> do you even know who Drake is? Uh, look at his. Look at the sports teams he supports. The Toronto Raptors that are about to win the championship. Yeah, aside from them, right? <laughs> Aside from them, check it out. He like most of the things he supports lose. Sure, okay. it's like a curse, man. Nothing's like our curse. No, that that's true. We have a night. We have a track record. We should but now. We should do an experience. Like it's almost who, who it's almost we... a point of pride. Yeah, <clears throat> let's get somebody from from like Gurkha. <laughs> oh we'll just God. See that. Can we do that? Can we get some Gurkha on here? I would love for that to get cursed. That's terrible. No, you're just going to curse the individual. Oh, damn. <laughs> we can. Uh, I'll put some headphones and a microphone in front of a cigar next week. <laughs> Fucking voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I, just, I just Googled this for you. Okay, this Drake curse thing. Check it out. So, okay. teams that he has cursed in the past. Kentucky Wildcats, the Alabama Crimson Tide, Conor McGregor, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, my computer stopped scrolling, but there are five of them on this article. And you should check it out. The Drake curse is a real thing. The Drake <laughs> curse. Serena Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the, uh, you remember the Madden curse? No, what oh, was yeah. that one? So whoever was on the cover of Madden that year would get injured the next year. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I do it was that. pretty. Like, it was pretty spot on. Like clockwork. What the the only one was like so they, so they kind of bought into it a little bit. So they put to Brett Favre when he retired from the Packers, and then he went to the uh, Vikings. Then he went to the Vikings <laughs> like the next year and had like the greatest year ever. So they, they cursed. <laughs> They cursed just the the Green Bay Packers, which is a good thing. 
Was that before or after his uh, his texting incidents? Uh, I'm sure well before. Yeah. Mm, what else we got, guys? We got deep thoughts all I got. that we have not yet had. What? No, we didn't. You, you were gone. We didn't, no, that wasn't deep thoughts. That oh, was, yeah, it was. The yeah. That's about as deep as it's going to get. That's it. That was employee fuck-ups. I mean, <laughs> we should be thankful for what we got. I should have more. I can I could have an employee fuck up every week, so got a whole stash of them. In that case, I got none. You got something, cow? No, the cheese didn't take off, so I got nothing. (laughs) That's spoiled. They're not all. Oh, nice. No, that was a cowism. Wrong music. Yeah, out of tune. (laughs) <laughs> well you need something you need something greater uh-huh. uh, uh, boom. Boom. that was really good yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're ending on that yeah, <laughs> all right that was cheesy all right, <laughs> all right. let's uh all right, boys. let's do it let's do it different next week <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, Have a good night. All right. See you guys. <laughs> see you guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the salt and smoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.